Hey there, everybody. This is Johnny Ganache from Pina Comics Podcast, and I want to welcome you to Huh Podcast featuring Dino and Michelle, talking about pop culture, talking about their family, and talking about a whole bunch of good stuff. Remember, be decent to each other and have fun listening to this awesome show. Podcast and Michelle, how you doing? Hope everybody's doing well. Doing well. My original plan for today <laughs> was to have a buddy of mine, an old buddy of mine, come on, a uh, friend of mine that from the old video store days where we, you know, the mom and pop video store in Long Island where we'd sit there and just watch horror movies all day. And was it one of those ones where it had like the little tags? No, it was. We didn't have the tags. We did have, you know, like the movie behind the box or whatever. I miss I miss those little tags yeah. on the Well, box. that's when they had, a, you know, 300 fun. videos. <laughs> and they were all behind the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all behind the counter. Um... However, our adult section was like that. Yeah, see, I never went in those. So. We had we had our our regular store, which was only I don't know, maybe eleven hundred square feet, the store itself, and we had <clears throat> our new releases, and then our horror section. That was pretty much what we had. We had the new releases. The horror section, because right after everything got out of new release, we ended up selling them, but we kept the horror. You got Rona. COVID-19! Oh. My Corona. Nope. Don't have the Rona. I just ate before this, so I have that eating cough. But, um, yeah, so we would have the new releases. And then once they kind of went out, we would sell them to make money for more new releases. Mm -hmm. And then we had a horror section that our boss, Kevin, uh, he wouldn't part with anything horror, so he would keep all those. And then we had uh, our adult section behind a, a slotted door. And in those, we actually had the tags. And then we had them behind us. I see. Yeah. But it, it was a cool video store. It was in a small little, uh, it wasn't a strip mall. It was just a group of stores. And out of the side door inside the, the video store went to like a, a shared hallway with like a, a subway and a couple other places and then we had little bathrooms off the back of that 
and it was, I mean, especially we were watching horror movies all night, whatever. It was creepy as hell <laughs> going, but like, dude, I gotta go and, you know, take a poop. So you would go and walk down this hallway after watching, you know, Lucio Fulci Zombie or something <laughs> like that, or, you know, children shouldn't play with dead things and walking down this corridor to go to this dumpy bathroom and yeah I've, I've had more than one nightmare <laughs> of going there but, you know, too, too bad your daughters weren't alive then because they'd scare you with dolls you know that's what Nico threatened to do she was mad at me so she said she was going to scare you with a doll yeah, and it's not the first time they've done it. <coughs> I think I posted a picture on Twitter a while ago. And that's the doll she wanted to scare you with again. The one with the head? Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Not that one. The, uh... Oh, no. Yeah, we had that one with the video that we posted <laughs> like a month or so. Yeah. But no, the, um, what was it? One of the Tinkerbell yeah, the dolls? That Good was in jam. the console of the van with the head all cocked sideways. <laughs> I opened that crap up and. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but see, I think the funniest part was she was mad at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did I become the. Uh... Well, because she threatened to scare me with a doll, and I said, I don't get scared of dolls. I said, That's your dad. <laughs> she goes, Well, fine, I'll scare him. They love me. Oh, man, thanks. Yeah. You're grounded. Me? No. Nico. Well, she didn't do it, so you're okay. Yeah. What was that that we were watching the other day? Where she... We were watching the, uh, what was that? We, uh, Absurd Nature on Netflix. Yes, yes. We started to watch, what, episode three? Yeah, what was the, the, the show called? Uh, Absurd Planet. Absurd Planet. Yeah. Absurd Planet on Netflix. <laughs> we went to episode three. Weren't I? Didn't oh, know you the... and I had watched one and two, right? And really, and liked it. I mean, there's yeah. there's a little cutesy off color. You know, it would be a PG type of. I might PG, even say PG thirteen. Going to PG thirteen. Yeah, a little. Yeah. I mean, I showed I showed Killian. He loved yeah. he loved the um, one with the sea cucumber. Oh, uh, oh yeah, going up the butt. Yeah. What What was the name of the fish that goes up the sea cucumber's butt? Oh, I don't know. He's just in Killian's face when the announcer said that they actually mate inside the sea cucumber's butt. He's like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. Boy, we jumped the gun on that. Yeah, but anyway, so we were watching the third episode. Mm-hmm. And I had been warned that there was some stuff on there, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize it was like right at the beginning right. of the episode, and it was it was too the w- weird way that some animals mate. Right. And what was it? Two was it two deer? I think it was two deer. So I mean, I yeah. don't see that that was necessarily weird. No, but it was two deer. You know, two deer. Yeah, and, and doing two... what they do. <laughs> and Nico is like, "What? What are they doing?" I'm like. Uh, uh, they're playing leapfrog. <laughs> and we finally shut it off, and he goes, like, <laughs> I just can never unsee that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was great. But, um, going back, my buddy, who we 
might get him on here again, so I won't call him out by name. But we were going to have this great talk, and we're coming down. You know, I talked to him a few days before this. So then, come Friday, um, hey man, what time you want to? What time you gonna do this? Oh, we'll do it at this time. Okay, great. All right. So what's your Skype pass? You know, what's your Skype handle? Well, I don't have Skype. Well, okay. What do you Zoom? No, I don't, I don't do any of that. I don't even know the first thing about. Like, dude. See now. I'm not the most technologically, I can't even say the word, technologically savvy person in the world. However, I know what Skype is. I've been using it for quite a few years. We even use Zoom now, too. We even use Zoom for things now. I've got a laptop, I've got a podcast, I edit, I do Audacity, I do all these things now. So I kind of assume everyone... If you can step into If this. I can do this, anyone can. And you have a phone. And you're a film guy. I mean, this is not... I mean... No, no comment. You're a film guy. You love movies. You post things on uh, social media. So you're not one of those people. But you don't know the first thing. So I told him, I said, well, download Skype onto your phone or whatever. Mm -hmm. Simple. I've got Skype recorder. I'll record the call and do what I do. We'll make a podcast. I haven't heard of it. So I'm like, well, okay. So that was me. I assumed. Everyone kind of knew about this, especially when you're a pop culture person who's 46 years old. Yeah, uh, you're 46 now. I am. I am. I have my birthday. I'm 46. You're one year older than me now. Not. <laughs> yeah, I'm one year older for six months. <laughs> and then we're the same age, rather than me just constantly being... Six months older than you. You you like to claim that I'm a year older. Yeah, I, I can do that six for months. six months out of the year. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I didn't realize that actually the day after my birthday was Pastor Matt Rollins' birthday from Father and Son Watch Horror Movies. Mm -hmm. Go back and listen to the episode where he was on our show talking about faith and horror movies thought that was a really yep. great episode. Mm -hmm. I agree. So, yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, like, even like your parents, well, your dad in particular, I find odd. Because with Facebook, he'll sit there and go, oh, and, that, and this is what I find a little weird. I've never even brought this up to you. Don't, don't feel like I'm throwing your dad under the bus here. No, but, I know you're not. I know you love my dad. But... He'll sit there and he'll go, oh, you know, and I don't know, first this Facebook and this Twitter app and this, and and he'll say, see, you know, like hashtags at the bottom of shows, and 
he'll always bring up, you know, oh, like they assume everybody has this, or, you know, Facebook, you know, contests or shows or whatever, and he'll comment, well, what, they run around thinking everybody has this on their phone, it's, you know, not everybody does, well, 99% of people do tend to have some sort of social media thing, however, he's got a million other apps on his phone. <laughs> Publix app and Walmart app and Waze. And this. so it's like, Dad, you've got apps on your phone I've never even heard of. You see, he likes to know where he's going so, through Waze and then he needs to have his coupons to buy his stuff when he gets there. Right, but he doesn't want to brag about it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> So, I think, it, you know, it's just funny how everyone has their, has their, their blind spot, I guess it blind is. Blind spot or their line where they just don't want to. Where they just, huh? Because hmm. yeah. yeah, my mom doesn't really do any of that. She doesn't, At all, she doesn't, yeah. She doesn't have the apps. She doesn't, I mean, as a matter of fact, she's got a flip phone, what you would consider a stupid phone now. Yeah. Well, no, wait, no, she did go ahead and get one of the. Smartphones, but right. she doesn't really. That has no idea. She let me download the Bible on it, but that was about it. Right. I don't know if she's cracked it open, but she well, let me down. She let me download it on there. It's a step in the right direction. She did tell me the other day she was going to be praying for praying for me. <coughs> wow. Yes, sirree. Great. <coughs> so. Yep. Progress. Baby and steps. that reminds me, go over to our Facebook group. Um, I have a few of our church services on there. You know, I've been playing bass on there, but there's some great messages on there. Um, I have to admit, I need to get caught up on them. I've watched all the... Heathen! I've watched all the the, um, worship portions, but I haven't watched the actual messages yet. Nah. I'm not commenting. I'm still reading my Bible. You are. And I'm and, and still... I, yeah, I, I, I'm not even... I can't... And I wasn't saying I'm not commenting because of... <laughs> to to judge you on it. Because, no, I know you are a, a student of the Bible. I was going to say, well, at least you'll listen to me. But... <laughs> I didn't want to appear to be self-serving because it's not about me. It's about <laughs> worshiping God. <coughs> I've got my study books that so, I'm reading right. right now, too. So it's not like I'm not being fed. It's just I've gotten behind on the sermons themselves, and they're in the middle of a series. I don't want to just pick it up in the middle, so I've got to find the time to right. watch the previous ones so yeah. I can get... Then you kind of binge... Caught up, yeah. ...the sermons, which is fine. You know, and I said, I mean, you, you, you have your, your daily study that you do anyway, diving into things. So, but aside from that, what have we been watching? You know about the, what was it? Upload? No, the planet one. Why don't we just talk? Oh, um, Absurd Planet. Absurd Planet. Yeah, that is on Netflix. Very, um, very interesting. Very interesting where we, we got to that, you know. 
episode. We haven't had the time to pick it back up again. Right, but, but there's something, I mean, a lot of great information and things mm-hmm. you'll never, you know, yeah, well, see, about. I had seen the ad for it and I'm like, okay, I, I'm, you know, looks interesting. Uh, we were debating on who was narrating it. Yeah, but it sounded like, uh, what was it, Nicole Byers? Byers, yeah, from, from uh, Nailed, it. Nailed It. But it's not. But, uh, so we thought that that was interesting, and then I kind of, it kind of like left my brain for a little bit. And then, of course, on the one uh, face, Christian Facebook group, <laughs> can't watch Absurd Planet! Here's your warning! <sighs> so once I saw that, well, I gotta watch it! <laughs> we are it. watching that! <laughs> gotta watch it now! Pissing off Christians! <laughs> We are watching it. Yep. Now, I mean, granted, from a Christian perspective, there are some things yeah. that, that they had issues with. And one of them, I was actually pretty impressed that the children themselves caught on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was talking about Mother Nature and how Mother Nature created right. all these things. And, you know, that is, okay. di- that is different than a Christian perspective. And, I, you know, right. I, yeah. I, can, I can see somebody, a Christian, bringing that up, saying, you know, you might want to talk to your kids about this first or, right. you know, depending on where your leaning is as far as, as creation goes. Right. But, you know, but no, when they were talking about, they, they tried not to go into very much detail, but basically I think they were talking about the sea cucumber and yeah. um, there's a song in the first episode all about poo. Um, so they did talk about that one too, because you might not want to let your kids watch, read a, or listen to a song about poo. Right, You're going to do poo jokes anyway. Yeah. If you have a kid <laughs> that is two or over. You're either going to you're either gonna get poo jokes or you're going to be cleaning poo off the walls. Right. Or both. Or both. We had both. Yeah. We had both. Yeah. Oh, did we have both? Yeah. We had, we had Killian who was like the Weird Al Yankovic of poo lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> Everything was poop. He would take every any word and poop. <laughs> and it was hilarious. I'm not lying. Yep. And then mm. you you know, you would think it would be the boys that would or boys that mm. and I'm not trying to be gender whatever, but you would think, you know, yeah. boys with the poo. Yeah, no, it was our girls yeah. who did the poo art on the walls. Yeah, they were they were <laughs> like poop casso. <laughs> <laughs> You would walk in and there'd just be poo all over the walls. There'd be poo on the toys. And yeah. what happened in it like, here? It was like that that scene in Daddy Daycare. <laughs> we're like, what happened? I missed. <laughs> what do you mean you missed? I missed. Because <laughs> the bathroom is like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but this was their bedroom. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was it was not fun. Mm-hmm. We had one section of wall that I scrubbed and scrubbed and scrubbed, and to this day, when you paint it, mm-hmm. I mean, I've scrubbed it. I've used the magic eraser. I've yeah. used bleach. So I mean, it's as clean as it can possibly be. But zebra striped. But paint does not paint does not go over it. Yeah. It keeps coming through. Yeah, we're gonna have to sandblast it or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, that was one of the things that they mentioned. But yeah, no, it's it a song about a dung beetle. Yeah. So yeah. It's a dung beetle. So they <laughs> roll around poo. I'm amazed at how perfectly round, round they get yeah. those poo balls. How do like they little, do that? They look like little truffles. 
They're perfectly yeah. round. Yeah. And they do it with their back legs, too, which is what amazed me. Mm-hmm. It's not even like they get these things go- going with their front legs. It's with their back legs, and then they walk on their front legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gonna but, roll the pool. <laughs> but, yeah, so it was the with the uh, dung beetles, and then it went into the sea, cu- the sea cucumbers with there's a certain... Looks like a sea snake, but I know it's not a sea snake. It's a just a very long fish right. who lives inside the rear end of a sea cucumber. Right. Because it eats their poo. Right. So there we go at poo again. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that was... I'd like to get back into it and see the rest of it. But I think we're going to have to watch episode three without the kids. Yeah. Because the whole thing is like a mating episode. So yeah. There's just going to be some. So, yeah. It, it is, <laughs> you know, we're going to preview it. Yeah. We're not going to deny the kids it. We are going to preview it first and then right. introduce I, it. Because, I mean, because it's all natural. It, it's <clears> not. <throat> yeah. It might. I'm sure some of it's going to be weird, just like it. But it's what happens in nature. Right. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was we watched that. That one was good. Right. I uh, watched the first Friday the Thirteenth with uh, Titi. Yes, he did. So yeah, we won't let him watch a meeting nature episode. <laughs> However, <laughs> I did introduce her to the first Friday the Thirteenth, and she loved it. Was not I? I had her close her eyes at. A couple of scenes, you know, the nudie stuff and whatnot. She's seven years old. Uh Um, But we have our lines. And I asked her, I said, are you scared? No. Uh Uh-uh. So everything I have, did I scare you? No. I'm like, (laughs) okay, how about this? No. Even the end, when Jason popped out of water. That scared you. No. Like, <clears throat> she goes, I expected it. <laughs> I expected it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, because she, she's a jump scare girl. She finds the jump scare videos online. Right. So she yeah. prepares herself right. and she, yeah. for and jump she scares. She knows the framing. She, <laughs> There's this she, big she, gap on the left-hand side. Something's probably going to go right here. <laughs> She's a smart. She's a smart kid, smart enough kid to figure that out. Yeah, she really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's you know I think about it when I saw those movies, I saw it was a double feature on like Showtime or something when Friday the Thirteenth Part Two came out. So I watched one and two, and that was probably about eighty one or eighty two. So mm-hmm. I was. Eight years old, mm-hmm. you know. So watch that. Um, I think she said that Nico wouldn't want to see it, though. No. She goes, nah, I don't think Nico wants to watch that one. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Um, Barry started watching Barry on Prime. Mm-hmm. Well, can't say started because I started and finished in I don't know. What, three days, I think. Mm-hmm. What a great show! Mm. Um, I, I was telling mom and dad about it today. Mm-hmm. We were over the house, 
I think Dad would be interested in it. Yeah. I think Dad would like it. I mean, I love the you know the tonal shift from, you know, crime. I mean, hardcore violent crime drama to comedic, you know, often in the same sentence, you know. Kind of like Better Call Saul, but more slapsticky. John Heater is amazing in it, as Barry. Um, Henry Winkler is phenomenal in it. I like him in just yeah, about everything. Yeah, I mean, he's Henry. When I was a kid, my first hero, my first pop culture hero in my life was the Fonz. I mean, I used to walk... If you would have asked me at five years old, do you know? What name do you... You can pick your own name. It would have been Fonzie. <laughs> <laughs> Just, so, yeah, love Henry Winkler. Stephen Root is in it. He's great in everything. You know, and, and he's the same physical person, but he's such a chameleon, you know, from serious to comedy. I mean, he's just amazing you know from like the the voice of uh bill dotrieve in king of the hill one of my favorite car you know animated shows you know from that to office space where he's you know comedic dodgeball to get out where he played the blind art dealer that mm -hmm. wanted chris's body for his eyes you know to this He's just amazing in everything. And you go from loving his character to hating his character. You know? But he's just phenomenal in it. And then, I forgot the gentleman's name. Uh, he was in Gotham and he played uh, Zaz in Gotham. Ball guy has alopecia. Um... I want to do him upright. He played uh, Hank. Anthony Carrigan? Yeah, Anthony Carrigan. This guy is amazing. He he is so funny in this show. Mm -hmm. you know? And when you see him in Gotham, he's just a ball of intensity. Because he's a cold-blooded killer. You know, and you believe he can walk into a place and just mow everybody. Here, he's this big goof who is opportunistic. He's... He does everything wrong, but winds up on his feet anyway. Yeah, he falls forward every... He's opportunistic. He falls forward every time. Um, just happens to weasel his way out of things and you know work out and he is great just hilarious every line that comes out of his mouth I'm dying well, I like the way he carries himself too mm -hmm. just you know his yeah. his body language yeah. is yeah just so yeah and then he intriguing he, yeah. and and then he I mean he puts himself in these you know like he's going under the sky, so he has a wig on. You know, he's talking about, I got the wig. You know, <laughs> yeah, I say I got the wig. And then next time he's got like a big floppy hat. 
<laughs> like, what are you doing? You know, but hilarious. But Barry is about a contract killer who sort of has a personal epiphany, wants to get out of the business of contract killing, and he joins an acting troupe in California because he goes to California for a hit. Ends up befriending the target of the hit and gets involved in this acting troupe. So he's... He's trying to transition and where um, Hank's character falls forward, mm -hmm. Barry kind of falls back. Back and deeper. <laughs> and you, you, you find yourself... And this is where I, I say it's like a Better Call Saul or a Breaking Bad. Barry is not a good man at all. Mm -mm. He, he's not. You want him to be, and he wants to be, but he's but just he's not. A, he's a killer, and he kills people because it's his job. There is no moral reason why he is killing people, even people that he seems to kill for reasons, you know, that appear to him to be moral. There's always a you know, away. So he just falls deeper and deeper and cops get involved and then those cops are bumbling idiots but they're hilarious. And it just, it's on HBO. It's an HBO show but it's on Prime right now. Um, there's two seasons. We watch those. So. Just we, Barry. Barry. Check that out. <laughs> um, we watched a documentary last night on that guy, Dick Miller. There's the name of the documentary, That Guy, Dick Miller. If you don't know who Dick Miller is... He's that guy. He's that guy. You, you've seen him You've in, seen him. You just He's that guy. Yeah, you've seen him. He was Murray Futterman in Gremlins 1 and 2. He was the gun store clerk. In Terminator 1, he was the armory guy in Night of the Creeps. He is everything. He was everything. He's in Bucket of Blood as uh, Walter Paisley. He's in just Piranha. about every uh, Corman film. Every, yeah, almost every Corman film, any uh, Jonathan Demme film. Uh, no, Joe Dante. Joe Dante. Joe Dante film. Um, he's in um, Trail of the Screaming Warhead from Larry Blamire as the barkeep. Uh, so, Dick Miller. That is on Prime. And it, you know, I love documentaries about Hollywood and movies anyway. But, and Dick Miller was one of those character actors where when he shows up in a movie, I always smile and go, ah, Dick Miller. This documentary, every time they showed a scene of Dick Miller coming into a scene, I smiled and went, ah, Dick Miller. Like, the, <laughs> it was a documentary about Dick Miller, and every scene that they showed of him, I went, ah, Dick Miller. Because I... It's in me. It's a knee-jerk Dick Miller response mm -hmm. to go, ha, ah, Dick Miller. 
Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he, one of the things that they talked about, uh, several of the um, story writers and, and um, directors for Corman under, what was it, New... New World. New World. Yeah. Um, you know, they talked about how they would specifically write parts mm-hmm. for Dick Miller. Right. So, I mean, it, it wasn't a part that they said, oh, well, we think he'll be good in it. No, it was written for him. Right. Because they just, they wanted to work and, and every act, you know, actor and actress who came on said that it was always just a, and they were glad that they only had one scene with him because he was a scene, a scene stealer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they glad I only had one with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, uh, Demon Knight. He was Uncle Willie and Demon Knight. Um, yeah. So I recommend... Uh, that guy, Dick Miller. I didn't go and watch Dick Miller movies. Uh, because they're everywhere. <laughs> Piranha. Where, I mean, what I, was it? I think I looked it up. I said they, he had 180. Um, why did I go there? And, they, and he was one of the few in Hollywood who was married forever. Yeah. Let me see here. Because I, I know I looked last night, but let me... I think it was, what, 180 films that he was in. I mean, there's like a... 184 ma- movies. Yeah, like massive amount. Yeah, 184. He uh, wrote three of them. Yeah. And he only passed away a little over a year ago. It was yep. January 30th of uh, 19. He yeah. was 90. Yeah, God bless him. The natural causes. Yep, I remember. Oh, the Burbs was another one that he yeah. was in. He was in the Burbs. Yep. I mean, and he was married to uh, Lainey Miller, his wife. She was an actress. Uh, from 1967 up until his death in, in 2019. I mean, that... But yeah, no, that was another interesting, because you know I like the behind the scenes things too and finding out about the people, so that yeah. was fun. Yeah. It was a good watch. Yeah, that was definitely a great one. So yeah, that guy Dick Miller, check that out. Um, we started watching Upload yes. on Prime. Yeah, that we're one, not, that one we're came not, out on May 1st is May, when that one started. Right, and we're not going to get into that. Because I would like to finish, finish it. it and talk about it. Yeah, I think we'll be able to. Week. I think we'll be able to do a whole episode on. Yeah, on just based on the first thing, I think we'll be able to. It, it's right in our, yeah. <laughs> right in our wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a series created by Greg Daniels, who has done everything: Simpsons, The Office, um, just mm. everything. Yeah, it's a um, Amazon original, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as, as of right now, it's got ten episodes. Mm-hmm. So yep. it'll be fun to talk about that next week. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. While we're talking about Amazon, um, the Lighthouse just dropped on Amazon Prime, and this was a movie I've wanted to watch for a while. Um, it's an Eggers film, the guy that made The Witch. I love. Um, 
I think The Witch is a great movie. I had started watching The Lighthouse and I fell asleep. Not because it was long and boring, but because it was late and I had to get up in the morning and play at church. But I'll tell you what, you know, everybody, you know, it has Willem Dafoe in it and uh, Robert Pattinson. And everyone is going, you know, stupid. Not so much anymore because of COVID-19. Um, but right before all that hit, everyone was, you know, busting on Robert Pattinson about playing the Batman. And that's what it's called, the Batman. That's why I put it on there, not being old. You know, like, the Twitters. You know, the Batman. Oh, it's going to be a sparkly, you know, vampire, blah, blah. Dude, the film is over 10 years old. Get over it. Everyone makes a crappy film when they're younger or a series or whatever. Watch a half hour of the White House. And then don't think of Edward playing Batman. Think of the guy in the White House playing Batman. And you'll realize he's Batman will not be sparkly Batman. I mean, the guy is aged. He's progressed. He's got acting chops. I want to get back to the movie because it was good. Um, so, that's my, that's my point on that. Um, you know, I, I've just been getting kind of angry and salty a little bit lately. Um, cause you know, we're, we're all about being decent and doing this and, but, ah, doesn't mean you're not allowed to get angry. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus went into the temple and flip tables and fashion the whip. I'm not saying do that, but <laughs> you're allowed to get upset and, you know, vent. Mm-hmm. What I'm talking about here is the continued bullcrap propaganda of staying inside, locking your doors, living like veal, thing that continues and how we are accepting quote unquote this as well this is the new normal mm-hmm. if you're accepting it it is going to be the new normal there is a certain point where you've got to think and go mm, no no <laughs> But now that also does not mean that we just go back and be all willy-nilly and not be careful about things. Exactly. And this is where I will say, hear what we're saying, not what we're not saying. (laughs) But yeah, you know, I I saw a thing on Facebook. Facebook, where, might have been Twitter, either or, where a guy was, uh, he was upset and said, all I really want to do is go out and get an ice cream cone. 
Is Go that on. so wrong? Well, get your ass out and get an ice cream cone. <laughs> no, it's not wrong. Wear a mask. Mm -hmm. If you want to wear gloves, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Go get an ice cream cone. I, I, the kids and I, or the girls and I, walked to the mile to downtown, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. And our ice cream store was open. It was, you, it was takeout. Right. You go in, you get your ice cream cone, you walk out. Right. Yeah, we did that. Yeah. Without masks. Yeah. Because <laughs> we were walking outside. Yeah. And it was, it was really, I don't want to say interesting or cool because those aren't the right. right words. But there were three other groups there wanting to do the same thing. And we all just kind of instinctively, one person went in, stood at the counter, ordered what they wanted, wait till they got it. And then that person walked out and then the next group walked in. Mm -hmm. I mean, and there was, there was plenty of space. They could have come in and, and stood the six feet behind. or But no, we all just kind of... And nobody talked. Nobody said, well, this is what we're going to do. Right. It was one person, one group went in, got their mm -hmm. ice cream, walked out. Right. The next group walked in, got their ice cream, walked out. Right. right. And it's like <laughs> going to the supermarket even. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not even talking about Walmart. You know, where you've got the room. I'm talking something like Food Line. Mm -hmm. You know. Kroger Publix. Kroger Publix. Uh, you know, any of your... ShopRite. <laughs> yeah. Any, any of the Pathmark. Yeah. Are they open anymore? I, think, I yeah. think there might be oh. a few. I don't I'll know. throw a few more. King Cohen. Um, <laughs> A&P. Um, whole Foods. Let's even whole go Whole Foods. foods. <laughs> you know, you, you go in, have your mask. Walk in, take a wipe, or if they're wiping off the carts and handing you the carts, thank them. Mm -hmm. Make eye contact. Oh, yeah, because you can make eye yeah, contact. Yeah, you're allowed. You're not catching eye rona here. You know, so go through, buy what you want. If someone's at the corner, you back up a half a second, watch them pass through, give them a head nod. You don't got to fist bump or high five or lick their face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Well, listen, I mean, this is what we're thinking, like, oh, you know, did you really touch that many people beforehand? Was this really a thing that we were doing? Was like, hey, and you're like, you're going bear hug strangers before this? I don't think I ever touched people before, besides you. I was never a social hugger. I mean, maybe at church. But honestly, just because of you don't know how... What, it's going to be perceived. You don't know what someone else's boundaries are, I would hug guys. Hmm. And it was always that hug with the... How you doing, brother? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, I never ran around hugging people or exchanging fluids anyway. So, <laughs> you know, you yeah. back off and... And that's where we got to the point where we have started to take the, Killian doesn't want to, and I'm not going to push him. Right. And he did admit to me today it's because he's afraid. Okay. He, but he he's a germaphobe. Yeah, he tends, he tend, okay. before all of this, yeah. he tended to be a yeah. germaphobe. So this isn't any new information. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so, you know, I'm not pushing him. If he doesn't want to go, he doesn't want to go. Right. But, you know, I've, yeah, I've started taking the girls out. Um, that day that we walked downtown to get the ice cream, uh, one of the shops down there um, had hand-sewn masks. Right. In the, in the front window, selling them for three bucks a piece. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy those because I can't make them for three dollars. Right. Because I, even if I could find the material cheaply enough, it's not worth the frustration because I'd mess it all up. <laughs> so I said, you know, I'm going to buy three masks. The girls picked out the patterns that they wanted. Yeah, isn't that cute? Yeah. I mean, know. there's a picture on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, we got the masks, and the girls feel very comfortable going, you know, going out with them. They're not afraid to yeah. put them on. They, they don't complain about it because they know that, to some degree, it's keeping them safer, and it lets them go out. Right. You know, so, yeah, we've we've taken them to, I think, Walmart two, two to three times now. Um, I took them to Food Lion today. Um, you know, but... So we can still go out. You just got to be careful. Yeah. You know, just use common sense. Use, you know. Yeah. Am I hijacking your point? No. <laughs> okay. No, you're, you're supporting my point, and that's great. Um, so, yeah, that's... But the, the... The fact that people continue to buy in to the the... Fear, mm-hmm. and once again, every news report is telling you about staying. In the, they're not. They don't push vitamins. They don't push going out in the sun for mm-hmm. vitamin D. They don't push, you know, tea and hot beverages. They don't, you know. Mm-hmm. But Trump says eating. They don't eating healthy. Eating they healthy. They don't no. talk about the eating healthy. They talk about support your local restaurant. You know through Grubhub. Now, once again, hear what I'm saying. Don't hear what I'm not saying. Cue music. <laughs> support your these businesses. Absolutely. They need mm-hmm. they need that. And help. we have. And we have. You know, and a lot of these businesses are doing really well and that's fantastic. And because uh, we like to be fair and balanced, there's some that aren't. That aren't. Um we went out in the sun today. We actually went to my mom's house and swam in the pool. What? <laughs> but my Why father you? How dare we do Why that? Why I order? But my dad was telling me that there's two bars um, in Columbia right. that are actually closing and not going to reopen. Right. One of them was established 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and the other one was established 45 years oh, ago. Yeah. So and and, yeah. and they're closing and won't be reopening. Yeah. Now, granted, the one that was 45 years ago... The gentleman that owns it was on the verge of retiring anyway. Okay. So he just said, you know, this just kind of yeah, had him sealed, the, sealed the deal yeah. and said, okay, yep, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Now there are talks that somebody else might purchase it. Mm-hmm. But at, the, at this point, it's but. closed. So I brought that up for a reason, and now I forget what rabbit hole I jumped us down. Well, because there are businesses that are doing well. Right. In light of this, but then there's there are others, others. Who aren't. right? So I mean, you know, you yeah. and I try and 
try and keep a very balanced perspective on everything. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, we've got to be careful because there is a disease out there that can be, you know, has the potential to be very harmful. Right. And, you know, it can kill. Mm -hmm. um, and even if it doesn't kill, it can damage lungs. I mean, right. you know, so we, we've got to be cognizant of that. But, you know, we're also trying to be on the balance side saying, okay, we can't be locked up in the house like a veal. Right. You know, we've go outside. Mm -hmm. You know, um, one of my favorite things around three or four o'clock when, you know, I know that you're going to be on the way home. I like going and sitting on the driveway mm -hmm. and I go out with enough time so I can actually sit and read my my devotions for that day right. while I sit and wait for you. And I'm sitting in the sun. <laughs> the girls at that point usually are in the backyard <laughs> jumping on the trampoline, yep. you know, because we we're, we're trying to keep all of it in perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you hear about the uh, the numbers? Yeah, the numbers going down. Well, the numbers that were original of the deaths. Right. We're at like 68, and now they're at like 37. Right. So they're virtually cut in half. Yeah, I've heard. I mean. I don't want to give any concrete information Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here, this is, you know. Because I've heard that there's a reason why they did that, mm -hmm. you know, why the CDC has that. But they are still claiming the 68. There's something with the way that the numbers right. worked, well, and then somebody saw that 37 number and boom, right. took See, off with it. Right. Well, it's and, like we were saying. I mean, you know, a pancake. You know, no matter, no matter how, how thin, has two sides, and one of them is foot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. but there's things are screwy. Well, There's you, no right. Well, because if you look at it too, the death, the death number on that particular chart, because mm -hmm. it's one chart that, right. that the death number decreased by almost half, mm -hmm. but the healed right. didn't. Right. The overall number didn't go down. Right. So where is the where are those extra cases? Right. What what happened to those? <clears throat> So the, yeah. there's got to be something else in there in however that chart was figured, whatever that chart was trying to say. Right. <laughs> right. So point of the story is there's a lot of half information going out and to have a full-on reaction mm -hmm. to half of an inf to half information is kind of foolish. But that's just the way. But it is. That's just the way it is today. The, I, right. I'm sorry. I keep yeah. interrupting. No, you're you, fine. I mean, I was talking with when I, I was talking with mom, mm -hmm. and you know, we talked about how people don't read the articles anymore; they read the headlines. Right. And half of the time, the headlines don't really right. aren't really what the article is about. Right. It, they try and pick this snippet. That right. they that they think is going to get people riled up, which it does. Yep. But the pe and the, so the people don't read the article. I I've been having discussions with people who, um, constantly put on crosswalk on Facebook when something comes up about a pastor getting in trouble for doing something. Um, usually it's opening up for a Sunday. Oh well, the mosques are allowed to be open. Right. No, they're not. Right. 
well, the mosque in New York was open. <clears throat> okay, well, and, and they would they would send me an article. Yeah. So, so this is being their article, their article, that they're that sending, they're sending you me to support about, their point. Exactly okay. that the mosques are closed are open. Yeah. I read the article and it says this particular mosque was open, but they were limiting the. It was open daily for prayer, but they were limiting it to no more than ten people in the mosque at a time. Okay. Okay, so they're open, but they're following guidelines. Okay. So that being said, this morning, I got up, left the house at 7 a.m., mm-hmm. and drove down to our church, mm-hmm. which I went around to the back door, mm-hmm. pulled on the door. It was open. So our church was open. Mm-hmm. And there were about 10 people in there. Mm-hmm. Well, see, and that, and that so was, our church was open, open. then, right. according to, but according to these people, that wouldn't be considered open because we weren't having a full service. Right. And, well, we're Christians and because we have to meet in this small thing, we're being, right. we're having our freedom right. infringed upon. Right. And, you know, and, and what I was saying to these, because I said, well, there are several churches who are fully open. Right. And having three, four hundred people come in, and those are the pastors that are getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. The ones that are having three and four hundred people come for full services. The ones like what what our church is doing, and there are some smaller churches mm-hmm. yeah. who, who have a very small number of right. regular attenders, and they're staying yeah. open. Like when we, if we were at one to one, right, which is the church we used to go to, which had. 15 people, people on, a, on a good week on a good week on Easter yeah okay would I have a problem with them being open no, no. because it's a it's a small <laughs> right. You're right and family there was enough space that people could sit far enough apart I mean there there's right. certain you know and even in that church people sat in the back row I mean <laughs> I don't know what it is folks but yeah you know, move up a little yeah. bit when this whole thing resumes yeah. anyway but anyway you know I mean I'm trying to talk to these people and tell them that there you know that there's a difference that okay all churches are closed and all you know there it's requested and in some orders imply that they have to be right. all churches closed all mosques closed temples I mean everything is but just like I think I read that the statistic was that ninety three percent of churches closed fully, you know, or went to the live streaming or, or something like right. that. But seven percent of churches remained open. Okay, well that's the same thing that's happening with the mosques. Because people are people. Right. So it doesn't matter what deno- you know what denomination or what religion they are. Right. You know. So yeah, they're okay, fine. A mosque in New York is. Right. They're not getting a special so special treatment treatment of well you're allowed because you're right because there's seven there's seven percent of churches are open, but again I said there is a difference though because uh, the churches that are getting in trouble that want to remain open are having mm-hmm. large in the hundreds mm-hmm. number of people coming right the mosque and, and the one that she was trying to use is her. Model of you know open smoking mosque. smoking gun yeah you know was following no more than ten right <laughs> you know and it was a it, and it was a daily opening too and I know that there's some churches that are open so if somebody needs to come in and 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 meet with a pastor because they're having a very hard time 
pastors are usually meeting with those people. Right. And, and they're letting them come in during the week because it's still not right. bringing the group setting right. too high. And there is a, a um, religious rite going on right now, you know, Ramadan. Right. Where they eat their meals, you know. Right, it has to be, it's the, um, I believe it's uh, pronounced the, the halal, halal, halal meal, and it has to be prepared yeah. a specific way. Right. Well, so on, on this discussion, you know, there, this one lady had multiple times said, well, the mosques are open, the mosques are open. And yeah, I kind of got a little bit fed yeah. up and snarky. So, you know, I told her, I said, the mosques are closed. Right. Just like everything yeah. else. They're preparing. Please stop lying. Right. <laughs> so, of course, so I, got, I got jumped on. Right. I got jumped on because, well, you know, no, you're the one that's lying. They're still open. Even though I could show them where in their own articles that they're sending me, they're not. They're open for preparing the meals. Right. Like a restaurant is open for preparing meals and doing area. Right. right. Well, and not even that. When you actually read the article that, yeah, you know, this one did not send me the article. He only told me about it. Oh, okay. So me being the diligent person that I try to be to make sure that I look at things fairly Mm -hmm. and know I'm not being self-righteous, which is what... No, because you could have very well been wrong. Which is what he called me. I went through and I looked to see what's going on. And I don't even know if it's the... Because I I don't know how how well needs to be prepared. So I'm not sure who's preparing it. But the city of New York, in trying to assist them with their religious practices has opened up 435 of their schools as places where their meals can be picked up. Okay. 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 And they've, they've, uh, several and they've designated several different, um, food banks and soup kitchens where the meals can also be picked up. And it's just a take and go. Okay. You just pick up the meal and you go. Okay. Okay. Now, I did look for the flip side too. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, you know, are they doing anything for... Ceremonial? Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. For, are, are they, they doing anything... Anything for Christian churches to allow them to... Right. To do what they, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, there aren't any like ceremonies or celebrations that the Christian right. church would do. But I did find that there are, um, I think it was a Methodist church on Staten Island mm-hmm. um, is they have a um, they have a food pantry, but they're I guess they've got a lot of older um, parishioners who did not feel safe actually going going there and, and serving. And, and that's perfectly yeah, fine. Absolutely. That, that's yeah. up to the person. That's yeah, up to, I get that. Um, so the church itself didn't have the means to open up a, a food pantry or, mm-hmm. or a soup kitchen, but they are allowing a, um, I want to say a food truck, but I don't think that's the right, it's just kind of like a temporary setup of another organization is, using their church building with their permission in order to make the meals and, and hand out to the people who need them. So like a Meals on Wheels? Sort of. I, I know that it's not Meals on Wheels, but it, it's something yeah. yeah, something similar to that. You know, and the, and the city is allowing the church to 
allow their building to be used. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's. I kind of lost my whole. Right. <laughs> but, but in a nutshell, the mosques are not allowed full carte blanche. Right. Open for. Do whatever you want. Do what, whatever their services are. Right. I'm fairly ignorant of what. Right. And now, and I saw your face too, kind of when I said that the you know that the city was allowing the mm-hmm. allowing um, them to use the schools and everything to mm-hmm. do this. Um, now, I think a lot of what the school and they're using it in a, in a particular area. It's not all over the city. And I think the reason they did that is because 22% of the of Muslim believers live in that. 22% of the overall Muslims in America live there. So um, they're probably doing it also in. It, it's was a, it Michigan? I think has a large. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a very it's a very uh, prominent. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. religion in that area so the city is doing whatever it can to help them right. get through and I don't think it's I don't think the city is showing favor okay and then because I saw that look in your fa- face when I said it and, and okay now we are not a visual medium right so let's be clear <laughs> okay. my face was not a scowl no or a I didn't flip a bird. No, it, it was more it, of a... It was huh? an inquisitive because I like to try to see everyone's side and meet in the middle. That's where about is. Mm-hmm. Being decent. You know, and fun. how can someone take this other side <clears throat> and think, okay, can this be construed as... Supporting one. Supporting... As a school supporting... A gum, supporting a faith. Right. And at, at that point, I don't think it is. I, I think it's a city recognizing right. that they have a large portion of believers in this particular right. religion and doing what they feel they can to help support them while, you know. Right. I mean, and mind you, we went to a church in Florida that, well, we went to a couple of churches in Florida that met in a public school building. Mm-hmm. Granted, they mm-hmm. paid money and the right, but school they still... profited off of it, so it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was a quid pro quo, not a. You, we're doing this because we want to support your church. They were making money, mm-hmm. right? So but but the a, city's not making money off of this either, so it's not. Okay. It, it's not like okay. uh, they're you know they're allowing their buildings to be used because right now their buildings aren't being used for anything. Right. Because the schools are closed. Right. So it's essentially they're just allowing the buildings to be used so they have the room where people can come and pick up the food. You know, and th- these are all, I go, when I try and think of these things, that's how deep my thoughts go into it. Right. You know, saying, okay, well, why would the city allow them to do that? Well, the schools aren't being used. Right. You know, okay. they, they're not, they're not trying to go to the students to push the it's basically here we have this open building where it's going to have the room so people can be six feet apart when they're trying to come and pick up their meals right you know Mm -hmm. and and i do i do have to admit i'm like i i 
there was a part of me that kind of said, well, you know, when was the last time I saw a whole um, group of churches get together and, and hand out 500,000 meals? Because that's what they're handing out is 500,000 meals. Yeah. I, I may not, you know, believe in, in the Muslim religion, but that that's damn impressive. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Yeah. I mean, you have, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, you've got your your individual churches who who do hand out meals and have soup, have food pantries and and uh, work soup kitchens and things like that. But I'm talking about a community of churches, right? Because there's more than one mosque in New York. You know, a community of churches. You can't get a community of churches to get together for a potluck. <laughs> <laughs> and they're feeding themselves. Everyone is so dang divided on everything. Mm -hmm. Yep. So. Yep. But we have to say again, don't hear. <laughs> yeah, hear what we're saying. Don't no, hear what we're, we're not, not saying. saying. Cue music. <laughs> But yeah, so that was just interesting. I was, you know, yep. because I was trying to find that right stance. I was told that I was self-righteous, that I was, well, there was something else said. You took it one way. I took it another. I was told I was bitter. And in order to get rid of that, I needed to get on the treadmill. So yes, I am overweight. So I don't know if they meant that that way or yeah, if it was but, like a work well, off your I, anger yeah. type bitter thing. Bitter, self-righteous, and won't you find a treadmill? Yeah. Yeah. And I took it, oh, so now this moron's going to fetch you, you Now, and Grant, my picture is my, my, my avatar picture is me. So it's, people can see that I am overweight. So I don't know if that's what he was looking at. And that's why he did it. I tried to go the higher road and, and it gave him benefit of the doubt that he, people know that getting on a treadmill can work out mm -hmm. anger issues. Right. I, I so, don't know. Uh, yeah. And that's why I... Am not a part of these groups <laughs> because I sometimes get knee-jerk reactionary, <laughs> and I would go on and you know scream. But once again, you know, I mean, I a friend of mine on Facebook. I won't mention him, who he is. But he had gotten into a conversation and he was talking about, um, you know, someone had brought up something racial and he goes, you know, why does everything have to turn into a, a racial thing where it wasn't even implied into this conversation? Well, the person he was talking to took a snapshot, a screenshot of his of one of his pictures on his Facebook of a family photo and made a mm -hmm. meme out of it. Pure white bread, family, you know, privilege, talking about, blah, blah, Not knowing anything about this guy whose name, whose last name actually has Spanish origin, who has... Uh, interracial grandchildren who happened to not be in that picture because they weren't there that day when the 
when that picture was taken, and who also has other blood going all through that family. Uh-huh. This is what social media is turning people into. Uh-huh. And the problem is, is that it's all on the computer where you're not afraid of getting a good ass whooping. Uh-huh. And if people feared, no, I'm not condoning violence on anybody or even threatening violence. But when you're looking someone in the face and there's even the minimal possibility of a fist flying at you, if you don't check yourself, you tend to think a little more about what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. And that is missing now, and that is why we, we are finding it so dang hard to be respectful and civil to people. Mm-hmm. And we've got, we've got to get back to that. We've got... Um, let me plug a podcast real quick. You know what? Let me throw a couple of plugs in right here. Hello, I'm Anthony. And I'm Dr. Issues. And we're hosts of Capes on the Couch, the podcast where comics get counseling. Superheroes don't always get to go home happy. That's where we come in. We offer psychiatric and mental health analysis of comic book characters. So check us out at capesonthecouch.live and across all social media platforms at Capes on the Couch. Hello and welcome to the History Obscura podcast. This is the place where history's forgotten secrets are unshelved from my vast, firelit book repository and reintroduced to the world. Learn stories of space exploration, medieval royals, smugglers, martyrs, and monsters. Subscribe to History Obscura for a fresh tale every Saturday and Tuesday night. Not even supposed to be here today. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Stephen Colton. My father passed away December 14, 2019, and my life hasn't been the same since. I was depressed and confused and lost. I didn't know what to do or where to turn. So I started a podcast in hopes that it would be a very therapeutic outlet for me, and it was. And so now I'm offering that invitation to anybody out there who's going through a similar time or maybe that just wants to vent. I'm here. Come on and let's talk about it. We'll also talk about some movies, TV shows, video games, collectibles. It's going to be fun. So tag along. And if you find yourself in that hard position, that tough, tough place, then why don't you come along and let's get stuck between that pond and hard place together. Okay, we're back. Those were great ads. <laughs> um, I heard a podcast today. This is a podcast I listen to all the time. Uh, it drops every Sunday, right around midnight. It drops. It's by uh, B. Harrison Smith. I've mentioned this podcast before. Harrison has been a guest on his show before. He is the director of Death House. Uh, Camp Dread. Um, he has a new movie coming out called The Special. Um, he wrote a movie uh, called The Fields. That was his first film. And he has a podcast called Cinema where it takes a critical look at movies. It's not a review podcast, but it is a an analysis of the 
mind of what goes into making movies. And the ones that pretty much do it to make a quick buck. Because they're cash grams or whatever. And he did a episode that dropped today. This is Sunday the 3rd. Tomorrow is Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. Um, but he had worked with Tara Reid, who was his, his, the movie The Fields is based on his life as a child, growing up, and events that happened on his grandmother's farm. The woman who was playing his character's mother is Tara Reid, and... You know, we know Tara Reid from American Pie and Urban Legends and all this. And then Alone in the Dark, which admittedly is not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. But it was a paycheck. And then all of a sudden, Tara Reid became this dumping ground for the media. You know, her party and antics. She's out of control. She's bitchy. She's this. this. Meanwhile, I don't think she's ever been arrested in her life. <laughs> The other celebrities, female and male, I mean, have done far worse than she has. I mean, heck, beloved people who are still, who have done bad things just recently are, you know, America's sweethearts in television right now. And they've been arrested and beat people, you know, hit people, whatever. But they've never come up to the scrutiny and the character assassination of what Tara Reid has come up to. And Harrison does a great podcast about defending Tara Reid. He spent an hour defending the person he knows as Tara Reid. You know? He, he, he knows her. He's worked with her. He is a friend of hers. And he lays this case in support of her that you should listen to. It's a cinema, C-Y-N-E-M-A podcast. Um, follow him on Twitter, Harrison Smith. Um, I'm sorry, Harrison, <laughs> but I messed it up. But my heart is in the right place. You know what? Go on my Twitter, huh, podcast. I always retweet his stuff, and you can find it there. And I normally drop his episodes in our Facebook group. Anyway, but this is what being decent to each other is—something like that. And we gotta get we gotta get back to it. We we can't let the social media the media the means of communication break us down. Especially now that we're all hunkered down and quote unquote social distancing. Bullcrap. Bullcrap with social distancing. Physical distance, yes. Social distance, no. Remain social. Mm-hmm. Remains so don't up your game. Up your, up social, your game. Social game if you have to. We've got Zoom. We've got Skype. There are things that people will type that they won't say to you even on a phone, and they'll say it even less when they're looking at you through the computer. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. 
I, I know of like prayer groups that are meeting on Zoom. Our kids youth group is is meeting is meeting on Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, our church's youth group is meeting on Zoom. Nico had her uh a physical physical fitness day. Her PT drill on Zoom and then had an a half hour long uh drug uh, demand reduction drug class. Drug demand reduction class with what, 10 other kids mm-hmm. on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Keep the social contact. Mm-hmm. Get socially con- connected. Become more. Get closer social contact. Physical distance, social contact. Do that. Yep. And while I'm doing that, Ha Podcast, uh, hit the Twitter at Ha That's H-U-U-U-H podcast. We're on Facebook. I'm on Instagram at Dino Gengali. We've got our website, gengali.com. Contact MMI. Uh, You can find that link on our website. Matt, he'll do a great job with you with a webpage. Tell him you spoke to me. He'll give you a great discount. He told me to say that. I'm not just dropping here. (laughs) So, um, are we good? Yep. Guys, we love you. You guys are amazing. Yep. Be decent to each other. Peace.